0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the new format podcast. It's going to sound and look very similar to the old format podcast, except that it's the new format podcast. This one called Staying Aligned, the Steele and Eisner podcast, uh, which uh, we like the new play on words. You will notice that the little picture is different, uh, and that's about it. All of the old format uh, that you have come to know and love from our podcast is going to stay the same, including the epic and amazing uh, and brilliant guests. Uh, today is no different. Today, we welcome back to the podcast our Anonymous Adjuster. Um, Madam Anonymous Adjuster uh, works for a one of the major insurance companies. She is here today to impart her wisdom upon us all. Madam Anonymous Adjuster, thank you for being here and welcome back.
1: Thank you for having me again.
0: Um, so we are so excited to have you uh, share a couple of minutes with us today. And it's going to be more of a, a wetting our appetite, right? Because you, well, you can tell us why is why are we only wetting our appetite today?
1: Because you have given me time again at the conference next month, and I'm so excited. I just sent all the docs over and we're going to, all the things we're talking about today are just little pieces of the pie that we're going to get to dive into at the conference on the 11th.
0: Uh, that's exactly right. November 11th at the, uh, at the, at a hotel in, in Anaheim. Uh, for more information, if you're listening live or listening anytime before November 11th, check uh, Steeleisner.com slash seminar Uh, And you can uh, get tickets and see the speaker lineup. It's going to be amazing this year. Sean, what do you think the doctors should do if they've got kids and also want to attend our seminar?
2: Once in a lifetime opportunity to go to a Steele Eisner seminar for eight hours of explosively important knowledge, like the... uh like the recording in the background, not only is it going to be CE quality, but in traumatic brain injuries, but also different points of view. We got a world famed TBI uh, MD specialist that actually has treatment protocols for traumatic brain injury cases, which is rare. A lot of folks can diagnose, but they don't know what the heck to do with it. A lot of good smart MDs, but uh, that's the world is changing. Uh, Given the IEDs and the wars that we've had, there's a whole new body of research and doctors that are really good at uh, traumatic brain injuries, dealing with major concussions, which many of our clients have. But not only that, it's Disneyland. Are you kidding me? It's across the street. I know because I've been to the hotel. Disneyland's across the street. You just walk to it. Do you think think Disneyland
0: is going to be the happiest place
2: on earth? Or do you think our conference is going to be the happiest place? It's it's going to be a tough contest because uh, you got to bring somebody to watch the kids unless, you know unless they're old enough. But no, they can walk across the street, get inside. Uh, it's a lot more expensive go, going to Disneyland than it is to our seminar. Not only that, unlike Disneyland, we're feeding you breakfast. That's never happened in the history of any PI seminar ever in, in, in Western America and probably Eastern and lunch. And that's all part of the package. Not only that, you're going to get to meet the anonymous adjuster personally. And if you're nice, you'll have lunch with you at your table there's so much going on. We've never tried this before. Well, we got about 30 tickets left out of a hundred. Uh, we can expand it beyond a hundred, but that means you're going to have to stand or sit at a little small, uncomfortable plastic uh, chair at the uh, back of the room. So, you know, if you want to get in, get fed, have your kids enjoy Disneyland or your loved ones. Uh, that's, this is the ticket. There ain't going to be anything like it again. I promise you. So, uh, we got the anonymous adjuster, which is special. That's always one of our all-time favorites, having a person that knows the insurance industry on the inside and it's not necessarily you know, a day-to-day friend of chiropractic. Alex is. I am. We have our own chiropractors. My mother's a chiropractor. My great aunt, we're all chiropractic friendly. We're the only law firm in California that practices personal injury that actually is extremely friendly to chiropractors. And here's our secret. You get paid with us 100%. What percentage, Alex? I mean, I, I don't want to be a perfectionist and say 100. percent If it's not 100, percent what percentage do chiropractors in our PI cases get paid? Well, not to turn this into a commercial, but last year—oh we... no, no, it's, this is this is hard information. This last year we, uh, when of... we,
0: when we audited, it was 98.2% of the time, and uh, we're we're aiming to improve uh, year over year. But we have limited time with our adjuster, and I want to take it away, Alex. I want to get get right into it. So. What's new in the world of insurance reimbursement for PI? Just let's just jump right in. What's new since we spoke to you last probably over a year ago? Um, uh, what's new? What 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 do we need to, to know right now that would be helpful to doctors listening today? Uh if if they knew just this, these couple of new things that were going on in the PI world.
1: Well, I love uh the appropriateness of your questions. You need to know that. Um I'm sure you all aware. There's been a huge layoff. 11% of farmers was laid off a couple months ago, 2,500 adjusters. Uh, Geico just had a huge layoff. Um, And so there's been a lot of communication, LinkedIn. um, And I have been reaching out to those adjusters that were separated from their employment and just heartbroken and listening. And as always, I've taken the opportunity to learn. So I started asking questions. You know, um, one of the things that shocked me the most, and this is really appropriate for these chiropractors that are listening, and any other providers, medical providers that are listening. I verified it with a third major insurance company. And by major, I'm talking State Farm Farmers, Geico, Allstate, big companies, not the little ones. No longer, as of third quarter this year, insurance companies are not accepting lost earnings letters From a chiropractor, they will only accept lost earnings documentation or time off work from a medical provider with a medical license. And I got so mad because, for those ladies and gentlemen that are practicing chiropractors that are listening, I am a huge fan of chiropractic. I have a 25-year relationship with ours. My my chiropractor is my primary care provider, and my kids is really the only doctor my kids have ever known. So. I, I was shocked and I started asking questions. So they insurance adjusters, no matter the level, are no longer considering chiropractors as a competent enough licensed provider to send someone off of work for 10 days because they're in too much pain. What does that mean for you guys at the firm? What does that mean for the chiropractors that by all rights as a licensed medical provider should be able to say this person needs time off work? Because the HR person at the employer will take the time off letter from the injured party
2: from the chiropractor. I I accept the challenge. Alex, you go first. What's your opinion about insurance companies not recognizing LOE letters from uh, chiropractors?
0: Well, I mean, my first thought from a litigation perspective is that I don't much care. Um, Ah, I mean, ah, I'm gonna I, I'm I mean, if you, if you either accept it and we negotiate based on the loss of earnings that my client experienced or you don't accept it, well you don't negotiate on that, and then we think your case is going to end up in litigation, uh, and we're going to end up litigating over the fact. um, and then I'll force you to negotiate on that fact, or we'll end up in trial. I and mean, I don't I don't really see from a litigation standpoint that as being very, um, affecting my life very much in litigation. But in pre-lit, in cases, uh, in cases that are not destined for litigation, and where they want to get, you know, let's say it's a short period of time. Let's say they were only off for a week, and so that only adds, you know, I don't know, let's say it's three or four or five thousand dollars to somebody's PI case. It's like, well, that probably doesn't change the analysis, the calculus of whether or not to move a case into litigation. So that's just going to end up hurting them in pre-lit unless we decide to litigate over it. Um, so that that. That could end up being being
2: problematic on lower value cases. Sean, what, what's your I thought?
1: agree a hundred percent?
2: Hold it, hold it, anonymous. I get an opinion. I don't give a damn what the insurance company thinks. That's what I thought you'd say. I'm I'm sorry, they're fully licensed, workers' comp, another variety of pro- professional entities for them to arbitrarily, and by the way, I'm anxious to get the link on that if you can get it for me. If there's if it's if they dare publish it, I <laughs> we're just gonna have a lot of fun with it here's the important thing all arbitrators will accept it all judges will accept it uh all juries will accept it it's it's a bona fide uh, area of of evidence uh chiropractors have a full uh that's you know their licensure is, is they have a full portal of care and went
1: uh, to just as much school as the md or the do
2: well yes and and so so it's just a pernicious little attack and by the way It's kind of like, you know, an enemy in water. They'll try little bits in here and there, and they'll try to probe and see if we're going to weaken and give up. And they'll try to snow us with, you know, some, some new flavors. This has been going on, you know, in in my career for 40 years. This is what insurance companies do. Now I'm not being angry with insurance companies. They pay the bills. They just don't want to pay it, make it, make it easy. So this new attack against chiropractic, I think it's fascinating. I ain't buying it. And I'm going to tell the adjuster to stuff it in his ear and uh, he could can, he can say, well, I'm not going to recognize the medical bills. I'm not going to recognize the treatment. I'm not going to recognize what the weather was like. I don't care about the liability. And I said, I don't, you know, you know, fine. I'm asking for $15,000. You either pay it or not. And then what happens... You know, well, you know, half the time they'll okay, we'll pay the fifteen thousand, even though they don't recognize any of the elements that gets us to fifteen thousand dollars. For yeah, example, yeah, so exactly I hear this all the time.
0: Exactly right. I hear that all the time. Well, we think the reasonable value of the medical bills is five thousand dollars, even though there's ten thousand dollars in Howell medical specials, uh, and so based on five thousand dollars, we're only offering you ten. And I'll say, OK, but it's a $15,000 policy and I see 10,000 billed meds, so I want the $15,000 policy. And sure enough, in it comes. I mean, it, it, it's this little sort of cat and mouse game where they they pretend like they don't acknowledge various facts of life. And then we do acknowledge the facts of life. And then they ultimately either see it our way or, or end up in litigation. Um,
1: Which is a perfect bridge to your next question. I'm going to let you go ahead and ask it. What is it? What's my next question? Tell us a little bit about the use of AI and why we hear so much about it in accepting or denying claims. So I'll <laughs> we, I'll pra- phrase the question and answer it if we, you don't mind. We want. try to
0: pretend like these aren't totally scripted
1: interviews. <laughs> well, but I, I know all appreciation. I love it when you tell me what we're going to talk about, because then I can think about the answer a little bit better, because I know we're so limited on time. I mean, all right, go
0: ahead. What is sure the role done? of AI and how does it affect? Go ahead.
1: So when the chiropractor sends their bills to an insurance adjuster, right, or the attorney sends the chiropractor's bills to an insurance adjuster, the insurance adjuster's first action is to send those bills through a Mitchell product. Mitchell is the name of the company that develops an AI software for every major insurance company. State Farms is called 3PET. It stands for Third Party Evaluation Tool. Uh, Farmers is called IES, um, Individual Evaluation System, or something like that. So every big insurance company has a different Mitchell product. It is an AI product that takes the chiropractor's bills and breaks it down by medical codes. So billing and coding, you know, ICD-10 codes. And the AI system automatically uh, calibrates based on zip code and competitive billing for the zip code And it automatically takes out hot and cold packs after the 14th day. It automatically takes out um, any multiple billing. Like if the chiropractor inadvertently billed for two areas of adjustment and three areas of adjustment, the AI system will remove the third area of adjustment and only allow the billing for two. Right. So every insurance company has this Mitchell product and the Mitchell product is where the hopes and dreams of three times meds are killed because that Mitchell product won't let anything pass. So it is the AI that is telling the insurance adjuster, you can't accept lost earnings from a chiropractor. It has to come from a a billing code from a doctor. And it is the AI that is telling the chiropractor, if they use a hot and cold pack after the 14th day, you're never going to get paid for it. It is the AI that is telling the billing, the adjuster, this chiropractor is billing for neuromuscular reeducation and gait repatterning on a high school athlete. That is only an appropriate code when we have someone who's a recovering stroke victim or an octogenarian, right? So so, so, how does it happen then? And, and maybe this is more my
0: curiosity and it's too inside baseball, but I, I have to ask, I mean, how does it end up happening that, you know, in, in my hypo before we, we, we have- I have ten thousand dollars of build meds they're telling me that the reasonable meds are only five they're, they've cut them in half and I imagine that's their Mitchell product has done that for them yeah now they're yep. saying okay no your reasonable meds are only five that's all we're considering in terms of meds and so exactly. with, with an added, yep. with an added five in generals we'll offer you ten. And I, and I have $10,000 in medical bills I have to pay back. I mean, some of them are negotiable, but I have to pay back 10 grand. So I don't really care what they think is reasonable or or they're right. considering. And so right. I say, okay, based on what I'm looking at, 10,000 in meds, this is a $20,000 case, give or take. And so we negotiate and more or less, I end up getting 20 grand out of it. Then at the end of the day, how the hell did that happen? If, they, if their Mitchell product has the medical bills at only five, even though I have them billed at ten? How how did they justify in their head or in their computer or you know what, what however it worked to give me what amounted to you know a, a fair settlement on ten thousand dollars in meds when they're quote unquote only considering half?
1: I hate to do this, but I think Sean will love it. There are two slides in my PowerPoint presentation on the 11th that addressed this. It is not the answer that fits in the scope of this podcast. Okay. It is so specific. And I, you ask that question again on the 11th and I will give it the five minute answer it deserves.
0: I won't have to, it's already in the, in the PowerPoint.
1: It's in the PowerPoint. It's already in the PowerPoint. All right,
0: To the people listening, listening, that is, uh, that is an answer that that we're, what we're teasing you with that answer is going to be.
1: I will give you the answer right now. The insurance terminology that the reason it happens usual and customary billing based on what the chiropractors in your zip code bill. And here's the kicker, the insurance adjusters perspective of reasonable and necessary treatment.
2: So they're over.
1: Yes. When you get what you need, they go back in and they they massage the program and they say, okay, the headache lasted three months, not one month. And they say there was a, you know, contusion. And they put the medical codes into the AI system that tell the AI system the injury was worse than it originally thought. Makes sense. Yeah. And and That's-
0: what what chiropractors could take away from this is that if they learned how to massage the system before the system ever got
1: It's not massaging the system. It's telling the story to a stranger. Remember when I talked about that last year? Yes. It is the chiropractor's job to tell the story to the stranger who's the adjuster. They're the first person this injured party went to. They probably had the most result with the chiropractor. The neuro took them, what, 8% over the finish line? Chiropractor took them 72% over the finish line? and the chiropractors bills get cut when when i answered questions after my time last year probably 50% of the questions were why do the chiropractors bills get cut when the neurologist and the orthos don't and well, that's do the too. answer <laughs> they do but but not to the percentage they were they were honest questions
0: yeah, not to the percentage, but I mean, you know, we we have I see ortho, you know, one visit to an ortho billed at $1500 and that they you're not accepting $1500 visit, one visit to an ortho either with one bill. Oh, no, in- no,
1: no, no, no. My favorite is there's one that's under investigation at every insurance company. They're about to have their intestines wrapped around the axle under the bus kind of a, a business. It's a pain management doctor in LA. They bill Helomed they never see their patients, they never touch their patients. Sometimes they see a patient as much as five times their first visit is billed at 1250 and every other visit is billed at 550 and they never touch the patient. And now that particular provider is on every SIU desk at every insurance company and nobody's accepting any of their bills. So if you went to the pain management doctor five times and now you have seven 000, eight thousand dollars in pain management bills, they're not even considering them. they're not buying them.
0: Well, I mean, not to be too too cynical, but some pain management doctors, uh, I think, are, are doing, fancy drug dealers. Are doing their are doing their patients a service by not seeing them or touching them. Agree,
1: hundred percent agree. I think I think
0: we should pay them twelve fifty to not touch people.
1: Yeah, Exactly. I agree. Um,
0: all right. So um, okay. So so to that end, uh, and and I know that this is not as important for some lawyers. Uh, And in some cases, but in other lawyers and in other cases, I think we're obligated to ask, are there some things that chiropractors are doing and you mentioned hot packs and every time I bring that up when I'm lecturing I get a bunch of angry uh, questions and, and I'm sure you do too. But uh-huh. what, what are what are some things that some chiropractors are doing or billing for uh, either either intentionally and obstinately or accidentally? They don't even know they're tripping the system that that like if they were to start implementing these minor changes or even major changes tomorrow, they would start making more money instantly. I mean, are there are there some things that you could just be like, hey, if you just did this instead of this or this instead of this? That Absolutely. G- give us some of those.
1: Uh, number one. A chiropractor should never submit a document that an adjuster can tell was a template. You change every pronoun. You make sure if you're working on a woman that there's not a single he in the document. Number two, if a chiropractor were to stop submitting handwritten soap notes, an adjuster would buy their billing every time. I cannot even express to you the amount of it's anger because I respect the chiropractic profession. It's anger because when I look at a, a packet of 36 pages of handwritten soap notes that is chicken scratch from a chiropractor and the template is a letter with a wrong name in one paragraph, they want me to pay $300 for the 15 minutes they spent slapping that template together and they want me to buy their billing. I won't do it. It makes think, me upset. I think
0: that'll get phased out in the next 10 years. I don't I, think I know.
1: ICD-10 had a big part of that. Everything had to go electronic and that was huge, but there are still chiropractors that do it. And yeah. it, I, if, if nobody this moment to of this,
0: the, I promise you, nobody listening this, to this.
1: If this moment of the podcast is about, creating a more excellent chiropractic billing package. Yeah. Never send anything in handwritten, not to the attorney. Don't make them redo it. Don't be that asshole. Just don't. Yeah. And then the other piece of it is tell the story about this patient. This adjuster looks at 300 people. If you work at USAA, you have 325 claims on your desk at any given time. They don't know this person from Adam. It is your job as the first point of contact that worked on this patient feeling better, to tell the story about how much pain they were in, to tell what you did that was out of the ordinary, to tell why you used hot packs into the the first 30 days. Why do you think you should make that adjuster understand that that hot pack was an integral part of the treatment for this person because of X, Y, Z. Tell the story. Yeah, I, I when
0: mean, I, my 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 gut on that is like what percentage of adjusters? And, and, and again, I'm going to be very cynical and you can tell me I'm wrong. What percentage of adjusters are like you are really reading past the first sentence on anybody's report? That's 38 pages. They're reading what was written on page 17,
1: um, because if it's handwritten, none what? of them will do it. They will. No, scan them, but if no, let's actually, assume okay. it's typed. True story, Alex. It is my responsibility as an adjuster to at least review every page. I get demands sometimes. I get med packages in sometimes that are over 700 pages, and my eyeballs hit every line. Now, does every adjuster do that? No. I would say probably between 50 and 60% of them are going to be integral enough to at least scroll all the way through those hundreds of pages because that's where we find the nuggets that, yeah. that we can say, you know, they broke their arm four years ago. It's in, it's on page 378 of 720. Right. And
0: I've, and I've had adjusters say things like that to me. And you're like, wow, good on you. You caught that. Um, And, and, and to that end, I mean, and, and I'm not to put words in your mouth, but like, you know, you have these hard and fast rules that come from Mitchell, who is an AI software. So it has hard and fast rules. That's how you train AI with rules. But you know and so like let's say one of the rules is no hot packs past 30 days but you're going to have a human being reviewing this and so if you're able to write i don't know my client is 91 years old and is only able to come to my office and back home again and that's it so the only time they're able to get hot packs on them reliably to to further their treatment is when they come into my office which is why i had to continue to use hot packs and an adjuster
1: worth their salt is going to override the ai and accept Eighty to ninety percent of those chiropractic meds. Instead that's what of sixty-seven. That's what I'm saying.
0: If you if you have an exceptional situation, this is your opportunity to write it down. And and if you're if you really have a fifty to sixty percent rate, I was I was cynically thinking it was less than ten percent of P- adjusters are actually reading all the way through. And that's from many conversations I've had with adjusters who I I, I get the sense didn't even know what file they were talking about. But um uh, but but if
1: it's fifty or sixty percent, then it's worth it. I mean, it's worth it to write it down. Absolutely. And that's why, you know, as an adjuster, when it's a stewardship, that claim is never owned, really. I mean, they have ownership, but it belongs to the company. Hey, do we want to address Ryan Lloyd's question? Did you see it pop up? I didn't, but go for it. Ryan wants to know if he needs to use MX99.0X as a subluxation code to bill for his adjustments. Medicare requires it, but does PI billing, or can he bill an adjustment code for cervical spondylosis, for example? Um, For a PI code, Ryan, you're going to be able to use any of the billing you feel appropriate. I feel like um, if you have a Medicare PI, you might want to use both and allow the AI to untangle it. But in most situations, I think it might be smarter instead of using a cervical spondylosis code, use a three adjustments code, three areas of an adjustment code. You adjusted the neck, you adjusted the C-spine, the lumbar spine, and the thoracic spine. There you go. And that's your max billing code. Does that make sense? It makes some sense to me,
2: but probably no, uh, totally more com- sense to Ryan. I completely agree. And, and that's very smart. And, and, you know, the great de- the great deficit with the anonymous adjuster is that, A, we don't have enough time, but if you're nice to Alex, he'll arrange to have uh, her sit next to you at, bre- at breakfast. But you got to be nice to him. Number two, if we have room, uh, number two, uh, that she gives us the secrets to the one of the best adjusters I ever talked with that just doesn't care if we're happy or not with the information she's not trying to please us she's certainly not trying to please her boss but her boss doesn't know she's with us right now that's why she's anonymous and by the way when when we actually see her you're gonna we're gonna ask you to put your cell phones away so you're not going to be able to take pictures of her we don't want to have facial, Recognition from what is a Michael's company, Mitchell Company.
1: Mitchell Mitchell Ner- does not do AI that like that yet. I don't think.
2: Yeah, I don't know. You know, you're very optimistic when you say it. I think AI is try- trying to spy on all of us and make us do what it wants us to do. What it wants us to do. All right. Listen, this this is very healthy, very good. What a nice taste. We got to have you more often. You got so many areas that I, I need to think about. Ryan, I think you got a a triple great answer on that one, and I'm I'm grateful for that. Uh. One, we we have three minutes, and I want to extract every bit of juice out of this orange
0: that I possibly can. Final nice. thoughts: uh, Anything that you that you want to tell the conscientious chiropractor that they can use uh, right away to start uh, making making them themselves Ooh. more money, not getting on SI you know SIU's radar. I mean, these are mm. DCs that are trying to do it right. Uh, you know, one one top tip for them before we let them go.
1: Be integral in your communication, especially if your person is represented by a law firm. If there was anything different about your treatment, explain why. Don't think the adjuster will just understand. Take the extra 15 minutes when your patient is done and reached MMI to make the kind of note in the file that an attorney and an adjuster can look at and see that you held this person's hand and you deserve to be paid because that's what's going to Wow. That, that was uh that that's
2: that's so much that's so much money in the bank. I appreciate that. Well, Alex, uh, good job in, in orchestrating this. I, I'm proving to you that I can work safely from the beach. And even though the weather is really nice, uh, I want to thank Dr. Homa for telling us uh, what uh, um, about uh, the opinion of the seminar and Dr. Ryan for participating. I wish we had more time, uh, but we're going to keep it at a half an hour for a very good reason. Otherwise, we're going to lose too many people too much of the time. And uh, half an hour is not bad for you to get a taste. Just think about the positive nature of PIPI. PIPI is designed, as far as our law firm is concerned, to be your number one most reliable payable payables. And uh, that's our job to make sure that you do get paid for the honest hard work that you're doing. Alex, a wrap up, please. Anything else going on? Well, this this being the
0: first podcast uh, of with the new podcast name staying aligned, we should we should at least note briefly for the record that the name of our law firm has also changed since we last spoke.
2: Whoa. What 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 are, what are you talking about?
0: I know I while you were sleeping, wow. I I came in and changed the name of the law firm and I put my last name up on the door and I uh, always. Oh, Trying it. There we go. Uh and uh, so so it is now Steele and Eisner. Uh I think and we the you do- take
2: a poll. Is this a good idea or should it be just Sean Steele or is it too late? It's it's Well, I hope it's too late.
0: But anyway, Steeleisner.com, Steele, dot com is the new website. Of course, SeanSteele.com will still get you to the same place. We're excited that there's a new Four Doctors section, completely redesigned, stuff about the podcast, upcoming guests, listen to episodes about our book, all great stuff is on our website. But also, and most importantly for right now, uh, Seansteele.com, excuse me, Steeleisner.com slash seminar will get you all the information about the November 11th seminar coming up, the PI seminar for the Masters, at which our Anonymous Adjuster, Sean, myself, uh, Sam Collins, a bunch of phenomenal uh, speakers this year. So go get the information, get some tickets while there are still some tickets left to be gotten. Anonymous Adjuster, thank you so much for being with us again, and until November, we look forward to seeing you uh, in a couple weeks.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much. We'll see you guys there.
0: All right. Bye-bye.